0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Uh, In the last recording, I was talking a little bit about my fitness history and talking a little bit about my diet. In this recording, I would like to go over the exercises that I usually do, whether I exercise at home or go to the gym or do my cardio. I realize that this probably is not going to be interesting to absolutely everyone, so I apologize for that. There have been, however, a lot of people asking me about my exercising routines and the exercises that I do. So I thought, why not make a recording dedicated just to that? Uh, See how many people can get inspiration from that. If just one person, it will be a success for me. So really quick, I have my fitness separated or divided into two parts, two sections. One is cardio and one is resistance training. Resistance training is Anything from push-ups, pull-ups, to going to the gym and lifting weights, basically to, to uh, sustain and build muscle. Yeah. So when it comes to resistance training, most of the time I exercise at home. I have been, since maybe the age of 8 or 9, I have been regularly doing pull-ups, push-ups, and uh, sit-ups, or various different types of exercises um, at home. And up to this day, I usually try to exercise almost every day at home. So the exercises that I do, I'm just going to go I'm going to go through them real quick. Push-ups, I have about three different types of push-ups that I do at home. The first type is I should give them names actually, but let's call this a a brutal push-up. Let's call this a brutal push-up. So the brutal push-up is you get down on your knees. So you're not in a typical plank position or a typical fully extended push-up position. You go down on your knees and you start doing the push-ups. And you do them until you basically cannot do any more. Usually, I don't have a full range of motion or at least I don't go all the way down. I go about, I don't know, roughly 30 centimeters off the ground and then I stop and go back up. I don't go too fast. And when I go up, I I fully, fully extend and fully sort of contract my, my whichever muscle is working during the push-up and I do the push-ups until I cannot do any more so I get to a point which is called muscle failure and as soon as I get into that I go into the middle position so I don't rest I don't stop doing push-ups I go into the middle position so I'm not all the way down in the push-up I'm not all the way up in the push-up I'm just in the middle and rest there for 10 breaths the reason why this push-up is called brutal, is that it's just brutal, <laughs> it's really absolutely brutal, so th- there is no other way of describing it, it hurts really bad, but it's very effective, I rest for 10 breaths, and then continue making the push-ups, usually I cannot do more than 10, and I rest in the middle position again for another 10 breaths, and then again 10 push-ups, and rest again in the middle position for 10 breaths, and then for the last time, Push-ups and rest in the middle position. So the way this push-up basically is structured is you are on your knees, you do push-ups until you collapse, until you have muscle failure, and then you rest in the middle position. Three times, am I correct? Because you need to have four series. So three, basically, until you can go. Usually, usually is usually you can't do more than four series. If you have energy, you can. Repeat this so rest for maybe I don't know five minutes and then repeat this whole brutal push-up and uh, Maybe even a third time it really depends on how much energy you have left So this is the brutal push-up is what one type of a push-up that I do the second one. I would call a Let's give it a name because these, these are these are going to be really hard to distinguish. Let's call it an Ironman push-up It's basically a three series of 30 strict uh, sorry four series of 30 strict push-ups. A strict push-up, for you who don't know, is a push-up where you are in the push-up position, like this, in the up position of the push-up position, and you go all the way down, almost touching the ground, like vertically parallel to the ground, and going up to the uh, up position, but all the way up. That means locking out your elbows, resting a little bit, and then going down again. So you're not in the flex position all the time. Um, You go down, up, down, up, but full range of motion. So you cannot rest down, you cannot rest, uh, you you can rest up, but you cannot rest down. And you do 30 push-ups no matter how long it takes you. You cannot get off the push-up stance. You have to be in the push-up stance and you have to pull through with the 30 push-ups. You can rest only after you have finished. Then you rest. I Usually when I'm in really good sort of, Condition I rest for about 15 breaths, and then I continue again again 30 push-ups no matter what it takes I have to finish I cannot get off the push-up stance I have to be in that push-up position and finish I can rest as how as much as I want I can rest maybe even for For a minute, but I cannot leave that that push-up position. I have to be in it. So this is Man push-up um, Four series of 30 push-ups like that and then I have a third type of a push-up, which I'm gonna call a I don't know, uh, a, a fist, let's call it a fist, fisted push-up. So you, you, the difference is you, uh, you make the push-ups on your fists, you do the push-ups on your fi- while you are on your fists. And the push-up is much faster. Um, it doesn't have to be f- the full range of motion. It doesn't have to be strict. But I, again, four series of 30 push-ups. Um, the key thing here is that when I, when I do the first series, so I do 30 push-ups, on my fists in the correct full position, not on my knees, I rest only for ten breaths. It has to be. It ha- has to go really, really fast. So you do thirty push-ups, you rest for ten breaths, and you continue again. And uh, when I obviously this, you can this. Uh, there will be a certain point where you just cannot do any more. That's when I sort of go down on my knees. Like I don't. I don't continue doing the push-ups in the full push-up. Sort of uh, stands. I go down on my knees to get off weight off my arms, um, and just finish off the 30 push-ups, and then again rest for 10 breaths, and uh, continue again. Again, I'm I'm telling you how I do it. I know that this might be too much for someone, and maybe too little for someone else. You can adjust. Maybe you don't have to do this at all. It's just I'm just giving you examples of what I usually do. So I have these three types of push-ups. Then I do pull-ups. A very very good exercise I think it's a very balanced one a very difficult one but very rewarding one physically and mentally both what I do I have this this thing called the hundred pull-up thing where I have to get to 100 pull-ups no matter how long it takes so my record currently is three series so that would be 34 pull-ups 33 and 33 and then I, I get to hundred and I'm done Um, usually it's 25 25 25 25 and my record here is with 10 breaths in between series that that was when I was at my top physical condition I think I'm never going to be able to repeat that usually usually it takes me about six seven series and even that is I usually don't finish because I'm so bored or tired that I just don't do it but the philosophy here is you have to do 100 pull-ups no matter how long it takes you. So these are, these are basically pull-ups, push-ups uh, that cover my uh, you know, my arms and my chest and my, my, sort of my back. And then uh, for everything else, for my legs, I do squats, uh, I do lunges. And again, the philosophy is pretty much the same. I try to, I try to do squats until I have muscle failure. Then I rest for 10 breaths and I continue. And I probably probably do about four or five series of those. Uh, I, try to basically, I try to basically work out until I get to the point of muscle failure and then have a rest for 10 breaths and then continue. This is, I think this is something that I do in a lot of different types of exercises, not just squats, not just push-ups, pull-ups, whatever. There are a lot of places where you can use this technique. Lunges, is basically the same thing. Uh, calf raises, I'm not sure how you say this correctly in English, I just... Uh, Find a place like for instance, a step I, I like a step in, a, in as in steps steps of a house. <laughs> I stand on that basically with my mm, pretty difficult to explain when you don't see it, but basically you 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 step on that step just with your fingers or the, the front side of the the foot and you extend so sort of you, you raise yourself, you go up and down, up and down. Oh, you you raise yourself with your calves. And again, the same philosophy: I do this until, until muscle failure, rest for 10 breaths, continue again until muscle failure, uh, rest with, until uh, rest for 10 breaths and then continue until, until basically I can't do anymore. Um, and uh, then I, for, my, for my abs, what I do is I have this the, the thing that I find to be the most effective thing for abs is uh, knee raises, which you have to be very, very careful when it comes to the technique. Um, And in the execution of the exercise to make it correctly what I when I do knee raises I Do I'm in a them in ai lay on my bed on my back and I grab whatever is behind me usually the the edge of my bed with my with my arms and Then pull my knees to my head But not just my knees because if you just pull your knees you are working a different muscle You're working a muscle which is called the hip flexor which of course also has its function but you're not working your abs be very careful when you actually do knee raises for instance in the in the gym there is uh, this 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 thing this machine or whatever it is where you kind of get into it and you raise your legs and i see a lot of guys just raising their knees but when you're raising your knees you are working the hip flexor you're not working your abs when you are on your when, when you do it the way i do it when you're laying on your bed grab whatever is behind grabbing whatever is behind you when you raise your knees you have to make sure you also raise Your your hips from the ground from the bed because otherwise you are really just working your hip flexor You're not working your abs a good way to tell whether you are working your abs or not is to have two imaginary points one in your belly button and one in the middle of your chest and these two points as you are making your ab Exercises whatever it is whether it's crunches or knee raises or whatever these two points have to get closer to each other and away from each other If they are not, you are not working out your abs. Now, back to these uh, bed knee raises. Um, Lay on your back, grab the edge of the bed, pull your knees and raise the hips at the same time or like in a sequence. But the most important thing is the technique. You have to breathe out a lot. Like you have to exhale a lot, as much as you can, when you pull your knees to your head. Almost like a like a bodybuilder when he's making his pose, you're like, like it has to be a really serious exhalation. And at the same time, when you get to the maximum flex position, you have to hold for about half a second a second and then go back down. Now, if you execute this exercise correctly, I guarantee you, you will not be able to make more than twenty. Not sometimes, not even more than fifteen, because it's really extremely difficult, and you will feel your muscles, your abs burn, literally. And it's extremely, extremely effective. Um, this frontal knee raise is for the sort of uh, for the front abs, and if you want to work your side abs, you just tilt or turn your torso slightly to the right side, and again, you bring your knees to your to your head sideways, same philosophy, strong exhalation, and hold um, in, the, in the flexing position for a bit. And then uh, on the other side, you repeat the same thing. So this is what I do for my abs. And then I have bought a resistance band. A resistance band is something that is a lifesaver when you are on, on a business trip or when you're not at home or whatever, or you're not in a gym. But it turns out to be really a fantastic piece of equipment that, can, that you can use for a lot of different things. So I use the resistance band to work out my shoulders and my biceps and sometimes my uh, abs. The way I work out my shoulders and a muscle which is called trapezoid or trapezoid, I'm not sure how you pronounce it in English, um, I just step on the resistance band, grab it with my both hands, stand up straight, and raise my hands and my arms sideways. To a point where almost my elbows are touching my ears and I repeat it again until I get to muscle failure so usually about the first series is probably going to be about 30 repetitions it really depends on how much resistance band you roll up because uh, obviously you can adjust your resistance of the band depending on how much of it do you have left usually I get to about 30 35 repetitions and then I raise my hands back ways or I don't know how to Describe this. It's really difficult without at you actually seeing what I'm doing. But first, I do the 30. Let's say 30 uh, raises sideways, and then without resting, I continue doing them backwards or towards the sort of 45 degree angle, or how much I can I can go towards the back, and continue raising again until I get to probably about 30 repetitions, but usually more than that. I just try to get to the muscle failure point, and then without resting, I raise my hands, um, sort of, in in front of me, in front of my head again, until I get to a muscle failure. Now when that happens, so I have done side raises, back raises, and front raises. When I finish the circuit, I do not rest, I sort of have my hands um, to the sides of my body, but I'm still holding the the resistance band, and it has to be tense, and I rest in that position for 10 breaths, and I continue again side raises maybe I don't know 15 maximum because by that point I'm going to be pretty tired but until muscle failure and I continue the back raises and then the front raises and then again I rest in the tense position having my hands uh, to the side of my body so uh, this is the, the this is one circuit and I do four I don't know I guess you could call it repetitions so sideways back front rest that is one circuit and I do four of them and I have 10 breaths rest between them and i'm done basically that's it that's the whole shoulder, shoulder and trapezoid trapezoid exercise and the second thing i do uh, with this resistance band uh or second main thing that i do is the biceps exercise again i just stand on it uh, roll it up a bit pull it up and do biceps curls and again i get the the first sort of series or uh, i don't know set of repetitions I do until I get to the point of muscle failure and then again I rest in the contracted position. I don't I don't just you know lower my arms or go for a walk or whatever. Rest in the contracted position for 10 breaths and continue again until the point of muscle failure and I try to do 5 series, 4 or 5 series. So that would be probably about 150-180 biceps curls. And that's it. And another thing that I do as a supplement to the abs curl on my bed uh, ab knee raises on my bed with my resistance band I find a place where I can hang it up above me maybe like a beam in your house or even on a door sometimes you can do it if you're in a gym it's easier because sometimes you have a a, like a bar where you can get it on and um, I just grab it with my both hands um, and just pull down with my elbows sort of so that I contract and do the pull with my abs very good exercise, and this, I use the same technique that I use with my knee raises when I'm on my bed, so that is full exhalation uh, when I'm pulling with my abs, when I'm pulling with my elbows, and when I get into the most contracted position, I hold for about a second, try to, try to repeat at least 15 times if I can, maybe even more, and four or five series of that. So this is what I do at home. I hope I haven't uh, left out anything. When it goes to, when it comes to the gym you know there's really several several things that you can do is I don't even have time to to explain maybe just one particular exercise that I that I like to do but what I what I usually the, the philosophy that I try to implement is the same uh, throughout all the exercises that I do which is I work out until the point where I get to the point of muscle failure then I hold for about 10 breaths and I continue again until the point of muscle failure and then I then I relax um, basically this is the this is the whole uh, idea uh, of, the, of the exercises that I'm doing now one one exercise that I have to do in the gym and I can't do at home is um, is a biceps exercise which uh, I've learned from a Thai boxer about 15 years ago and it's, it's ridiculously brutal really it's just so so terrible that I try to avoid it as much as I can, but it's, it's really very effective. So you have to have this easy, easy bar, for those of you who, who go to the gym, you know what an easy bar is, and you have to have a, I think it's called a scott bench. So it's this, this, little, this little bench which is inclined, I think at a 45 degree angle, or maybe you can even adjust it, and you have a little seat, uh, you can sit behind it and you can just put your arms on it and you can raise whatever we want, uh, barbells or or, uh, an easy bar. You put little weights on it. I usually put just five kilograms, seven kilograms most. So that would be about 15 pounds. And uh, you you get into the, you sit on the chair or whatever it is, the bench. You start raising your hands to warm up maybe 10 times. And then you go to the down position of the raise and you start raising your hands extremely slowly. Like literally it has to feel like a super slow motion movement and maybe count to 25 to 30, go all the way up, and then count to 25, 30 as you go down. It really has to feel like a a slow motion movie or something like that as you go up and as you go down. And only do three of them. So 25 to count of 25 up, to count of 25 down, and three times that, and then rest. If you manage to do this, you are a hero. I'm serious, it's really very difficult. Um, To do it properly, like seriously very properly, you have to go slowly, 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 as slowly as you can. Literally, it has to seem like your arms are not moving at all. So very powerful exercise, at least for me. I love it, Uh, but try to avoid it because (laughs) it's, it's it's just brutal. And the second exercise that I like to do in the gym that I can do at home is a triceps pyramid um you have to find the machine where you can where where you can where you have the option to change one of the equipments to 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 a rope you know the 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 triceps machine when you pull down on a rope uh, that that type of a machine and you basically do a typical pyramid again it's all about muscle failure but this one is a little bit more intelligent ideally you do this with a workout partner so you load I don't know let's say 50 kilograms I'm it really depends because it depends on how the cables are wired. So 50 kilograms doesn't really say much. But let's say for the sake of argument, you say you put 50 kilograms on the machine and you start, you start pulling. And with 50 kilograms, it's probably going to be the maximum weight with which you can meaningfully still work out. So let's say you are only able to do three, four repetitions. And as soon as you fail, you change the weight to 10 kilograms less or whatever is possible. I usually usually change by two bars in my gym, and it really depends on which gym gym you're at. Um, I usually change two bars less. So, So let's say, for the sake of argument, you have 50 kilograms, you do your exercise, you get to a point of failure, 10 kilograms less, and continue until the point of failure. 10 kilograms less, point of failure, 10 kilograms less point of failure until there is nothing more and you continue even if there is nothing more until you just really can't continue anymore. And I usually do three of these. Um, so it's an exercise that I've been doing for a very long time and it's also very, very, very intense. So that's about it for the resistance training. And I'll just really quickly go through the cardio that I usually like to do. Um, pretty much the best cardio that I can think of is running. Not very good for the knees and hips and all that. Um, I try to run on a treadmill because I think that it's just uh, more gentle on the knees and on the on the joints. Um, I warm up about five minutes um, and then what I do is high intensity interval training. So high intensity interval training just means that you go one interval, let's say one minute All out effort so just give it absolutely everything you can without injuring yourself and then one minute rest one minute but it has to like there's it has to go one after another so it's not like you rest for one minute and then you go maybe have a drink or whatever and then you continue the one minute all-out effort section no you go one minute all-out effort right after that one minute rest right after that one minute all-out effort right after that one-minute rest and so on until you can. I usually do this for about, I don't know, 15 minutes, something like that. Um, and after I finish, I have a, a sort of like a cool-down run or something like that. So this is my this is my preferred, preferred cardio because I think that um, I don't like, like running that much. I think it's, uh, it's, it's boring for me. And uh, high-intensity interval training, I heard and I read and I feel like is more effective than long runs so it's more effective when it comes to fat burning it's more effective when it comes to developing your stamina um, to giving you more tone I remember that when I was uh, training for triathlons and I I said that I was I never never ever was in such good shape before part of the reason was because I was doing a lot of high intensity interval trainings and I was really really like uh, shredded but I don't it's, it's really strange when you talk about yourself and you say that you're shredded but I really felt that way. I mean, never before uh, did I have such definition. So that's about it for my uh, exercise routines. I hope that it wasn't too boring for you. I hope you found some value in it. Like I said, even if one person finds it interesting and finds inspiration in it, it's going to be uh, a success for me. Um, Leave any comments you like uh, in the comment section. I hope you enjoyed this podcast recording. And I hope that I will record another one soon.